episode of People Who Suffer, a podcast dedicated to helping those of us who suffer understand why we're doing it and in that do a little bit less of it. So I was having a conversation with a client of mine today and she was sharing a story that was like a breakthrough story for one of her clients, um, an insight. And we talk about stuff like this a lot. And I think, I think the focus of today's podcast is going to be on the simplicity of having a different experience. We think that we are having the experience that is necessary given our circumstances. This is how most of us go through life all of the time. As though the circumstances of our lives are actually dictating everything about the way we feel. And I am in Canada right now, um, staying with my my parents. And uh, I'm going to be here for quite a while. And I, I, I came here a couple of weeks ago, going to be here for the whole month of February. And one of the things that I've been doing while I've been here, especially in the last week since my wife, Jilly, has been here with me, is I have been driving around and driving up and down all of the roads that I used to drive on as a teenager, as a child, as a, obviously I didn't drive around on them as a child, but I was driven around on them. And, and then later on in life as a teenager and with friends and here and there and and I have been noticing uh, the feeling that I remember having had. And the consistency of the feeling, like just this fear, driving around with this this feeling of, uh, and I, I remember doing this, it was the same feeling that I've described when I would go to school and I would... We, <laughs> We actually drove down the roads that uh, different buses went on. We had a, a a late bus and an early bus, and the late bus one had a much longer route than the early bus. And anyway, so I'm driving around and I'm I'm relaying to Jill all of these stories of the feelings that I remember having when I was a kid, and so many of them were the same. And it's really what has landed me in doing you know what I do now is that I had this consistent experience of mental suffering. And along with the mental suffering comes some really um, acute kind of physical experiences as well. And it's like the sickness in my stomach. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing just now because a, a client I was on with earlier this week, well, last week, we were talking about um, trouble and I said, do you know the feeling of trouble, like getting in trouble? And she went, oh my gosh, I hate trouble. I feel literally sick to my stomach when I, f when I feel the feeling of trouble. And I said, yes, um, because that's what we get raised to fear. We fear being in trouble. And, I, um, and so fast forward to here where we are now driving up and down these roads. And I'm, and I'm sharing with Jilly, like... I was always afraid of being in trouble, like everything that I did was maybe a little bit wrong. And uh, and it led to me not wanting to do much for, for the fear of getting in trouble for, for having done it wrong. And ironically, it also 
create in, in me this fear of um, homework and assignments and all of those things. So I, I didn't do those, which actually created more trouble. And the feeling of trouble was just kind of really unpleasant. And so here I am driving around, re- recalling all these feelings. Um, and it's not just trouble. It's also the fear of, of, of not fitting in, not being good enough, not being, um, you know, funny enough or smart enough or am I going to make a fool of myself? You know, just all of these things that that made seemingly everything that I did so heavy and difficult and exhausting. And um, and I'm sharing these stories with Jill and she's like, huh, that's funny. I never, I never felt like that. It never occurred to me to worry about any of that stuff. And uh, I mean, God bless her. That's such a wonderful experience for her. And I know that there's a, a substantial portion of the population that probably lives that way. That's probably not directly who this podcast is for, although Jill does listen to it and does tell me that it's super helpful. But uh, that's only, I think, now that she's lived with me for 24 years and and has gotten a firsthand view of, at least for the first 18, she got a really good view of, of, of mental suffering, consistent mental suffering. And so um, she has a lot more compassion and understanding, even though it wasn't her own experience. Well, it was mine. And so here I am driving around and, and I'm finding it humorous, like I'm laughing about it. And that is not a normal psychological experience for somebody going back and reliving all sorts of trauma from their past. And I want to be careful with the word trauma. Like trauma is different for for everyone. And I just just chose it in that moment because it, it would seem that I would need a team of psychologists working around the clock to help cure me from all this, um, all this, problem of feeling the way that I felt for so long. And and yet, I don't need a team of psychologists working around the clock. As a matter of fact, I don't even need one of them. Because it all ended. My relationship to the mental suffering and the mental challenge that I had in life all ended when I experienced the truth of who I am, when I experience the knowing of the difference between who I am and who I thought I was. And all of those difficult and challenging circumstances came from one thing, my thinking. And it wasn't an accident that I thought the way I did. There were things surely in my life that led me to start thinking that way. And then as life continued, that thinking became solidified as my habitual way of thinking and way of seeing my life. And then I had all sorts of evidence to support why that thinking was true. And I had uh, a continued experience of, of mental suffering. And it just became the way life was for me. And it would have continued probably for the rest of my life, had something not interrupted it. And I often have this conversation with people when they say, you know, it just takes time. 
um, I've noticed over time that I feel different. I notice that, you know, the further I get away from something, that the, the less it bothers me. And when this happens, we are giving an undue amount of credit to time. We become believers that time is what's making the difference, not seeing that the passage of time is allowing a shift in thinking. That's really the only role it's serving. That as time moves along, the attention we give to challenging situations either becomes less or it doesn't. And some people hang on to the challenging situations that they've had and recall them over and over and over again, and time doesn't make a difference if that's the experience we're having. So it's not got much to do with time that I'm not having uh, a, a bad experience driving up and down these streets where I previously had bad experiences. And don't get me wrong, there were some good ones in there too, and there were some things that I had some fun doing and some people that I had fun being around, but for the most part... I had a lot of challenge um, everywhere I went. And it would be logical for me to continue to have that challenge that I drive down these streets now, but, but I don't. And it isn't time that's made the difference. It's understanding. And understanding has the ability to see things as they are. And when you see things as they are, you receive a gift from that seeing. And that gift is in the form of so many different uh, experiences. One of them that a client sent to me today, he used the word relief. I feel a lot of relief now seeing this differently than I used to. And that was all that happened. It was that he had seen something in his life differently than he did uh, I guess when we talked about it, it was just a few days ago. And this client had been talking about carrying around this weight or this this thing had been bothering him for years. And we talked about it for five minutes. And in those five minutes, he saw something different. Now, it wasn't the years that have passed since the first time he thought about this thing and experienced the heaviness of thinking about this thing. It's not the years that have made the difference in that he's feeling relief now. It's not because of the years. It's because of understanding. Inside of a conversation we had, he was able to see something differently. And as soon as he saw it differently, it, uh, it, he didn't experience it the same way. And he actually sat back in his chair and he was like, wow, <laughs> I have never thought of it like that. And I said, yeah, it seems too simple, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but, and, and, but it's not. It's not too simple. But understanding has a way of seeing things in simplicity. Identity clings to complexity. It has a tendency towards wanting complexity. Um, understanding doesn't have that because when you understand things, that is almost the first response. Oh, huh, 
That's so simple. Well, of course it is. It's, uh, that's what shows up when understanding is allowed to do what it does, which is understand. And when I, for example, see the experiences that I had as a teenager driving around and understand the thinking that was behind creating those experiences, it becomes very simple. Well, of course, of course, I was so caught up in identity. It was so important for things to be the way I thought they should be, and I could constantly see that they weren't, which created suffering for me, and then constantly questioned my ability to live up to this impossible standard that I carried around of who I was supposed to be and how others were supposed to view me, that I was just in this constant state of suffering and always afraid of getting in trouble for not doing things right, which uh, in the same way that my client mentioned it, I had a lot of sickness in my stomach. And some of you listening to this right now, this might resonate with you. You might know the feeling of tension and fear and doubt and worry uh, going to and from whatever things you have going on in your life. Maybe you uh, maybe you have difficulty falling asleep at night because of all of this thinking and feeling not good enough and this, that, and the next thing. And well, I understand. I understand. And guess who else understands? You do. If you allow yourself to experience the understanding you are, then you will have an opportunity to see clearly what's going on in your experience of life and understand it. And then inside of that understanding, you will look at it with simplicity and go, oh, of course. And then you get to have this experience. I know why I'm doing it, but I don't have to. So that was a long, long lead-in to the story that I started with, which is one of my clients has a client which shared a powerful, who shared a powerful experience with her. And the powerful experience was this, and I'm hoping I get this pretty close to right, and I think that I will because we talked about it for a while. And she said that this client had been um, feeling not good and uh, feeling not enough and having challenges with some some things in her life and the thinking was overwhelming and and she found herself at night just not feeling great when it occurred to her and that's the important part when it occurred to her to do something that she and her coach had talked about which was bring something into creation and her coach had shared with her just this um this idea or this story or this this thing that she gets to do, which is called living from creation. And she'd use the example of doing dishes. So, so her client went and uh, said, okay, I am going to, in a very conscientious way, I'm going to do the dishes and I'm going to notice the creation that I am as I bring into being clean dishes from dirty dishes. And as she shared the story, she's like, you know, I started feeling quite a bit better. And then when I was done with the dishes, I was feeling a lot better. And it occurred to me 
to create something else, which was cleaning up an area of the house. And, and instead of it being a task and something difficult and something I didn't enjoy, it was now something that felt powerful and it felt good to me. And I noticed that as I did that, I felt even better. And then she shared that, and the funny thing is, the feeling carried over. I woke up the, the next morning feeling good. And then I went through the day feeling good. And it had an impact on everything I did, including my relationship with my children, which I think she went into talking about how uh, one of her children was kind of in a grumpy mood, but she wasn't impacted negatively by the grumpy mood. As a matter of fact, she was able to just be present and loving with her child and, and the child kind, kind of pulled out of the grumpy mood. Well, I hope you can hear the simplicity in, and the beauty of this example, of this experience. That it was something so mundane and simple as doing dishes and cleaning up a bit of the house. And that it wasn't done with the intent of living up to some expectation or living up to some standard by which I need to live my life. Oh, a good person doesn't have a dirty house. A good person doesn't have a pile of dishes undone. Now, it wasn't that. Because if we approach things in that way, and it's really sometimes difficult for me to help people see this, that there is a difference between approaching things from identity and trying to satisfy the requirements of your identity and instead doing them from the outward expression of the spiritual truth of who we are. Like, uh, and just go back to that, I am creation. One of the characteristics of the spiritual truth of who I am is creation. And when I live from creation, I get to feel the feeling that creation is. And that shows up in my experience as feeling good. And then it makes it easy for me to do something else from that feeling of good. Because when you feel good, you feel like doing things. Now, this is a very simple way to see it, but it's not, it's not that simple if you don't know what it is. And the big difference, and I, and I talked to to my client who shared this story of her client with me, I said, yes, and hopefully we can see that the difference is that we get to talk about this from a place of knowing. Because there are so many times in my life when I, I have accidentally found myself in a good feeling and not known what it was and therefore have not been able to recreate it. But now that I know what it is, I can help other people see what it is. And when I share with them what it is, it resonates. And that resonance has the result of them going, oh, <laughs> that makes sense. And in the simplicity of that acknowledgement, uh, we build an increased connection to the spiritual truth of who we are. And as we do that more and more, we know more and more who we are. 
And it's not knowing who we are in the sense of identity. I'm a good basketball player. I'm this, that. I'm an artist. I'm a... No. It's knowing who we are in that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. And our spiritual beings have a feeling. And that feeling is permitted to rise to the surface when our thinking is quiet enough. And this was the thing that I did not get to experience a whole lot when I was young because my mind was so busy with my own identity. And my wife, Jill, on the other hand, didn't have that same kind of challenge. So when I described to her the the experiences that I had as a kid, she's like, yeah, that didn't happen for me. Um, I had a much easier time of it than that. And she did, which also meant that she had a lot more fun. Now, here's the thing about it. It didn't require time for me to, to learn the difference between who I am and who I thought I was. It simply required an experience or a number of small experiences. And as those things happened, they uh, created this knowing of the difference between who I am and who I thought I was. Now, every story that I share, I shared one earlier of a a client of mine who had seen something with simplicity and then expressed a feeling of relief. Well, again, that feeling of relief, that was, that was the gift that was given by momentarily connecting to the spiritual truth of who he is and seeing things as they are in simplicity. And it makes sense. So we've all got things going on in our lives that feel really complex Well, I'm going to suggest to you that no matter how complex something feels, it isn't isn't actually that complex. It's actually relatively simple. And if we can find a way to allow ourselves to quiet our minds and then look at that thing, we'll feel the simplicity of it. And we will feel the simplicity of it. We won't just see the simplicity of it, we'll feel it. Because seeing things as they are means that we're seeing things from the place that sees things as they are. And that place has a feeling. And it reminds me of uh, a long time ago, one of my, one of my clients <laughs> had, uh, I, I'd asked him about insight and I said, um, don't don't you think insight is fun? And he he sat back and he's like, fun? I don't know if I would I would use that word for it, but yeah, I I, I guess. And um, and he found himself in a in a great feeling of peace the following week. Which, when you find yourself in a feeling of peace, it just means you're connected to who you are. And when you're connected to who you are, you have a lot of insight. So he had a lot of insight during that week and he came back the next week and he's like, you know what? You were right. It feels fun to have insight. And it does. And that's the experience that's available to us as humans. The experience of fun, the experience of ease, the experience of simplicity, the experience of enjoyment, even in the midst of circumstances that would seem to suggest otherwise. And 
you know, I guess there were a few circumstances when I was a kid that if I were to look at those circumstances, I would say, well, because of this and this and this, I wasn't feeling great. But the reality was that those circumstances only existed because of the way I thought. Like certainly the circumstance of, of getting into trouble for everything only existed because of the way I thought. I thought I would get in trouble. And so I didn't do my homework and I got in trouble. And, um, and, and when I approached someone, I was afraid that I was going to get in trouble and they could feel that. And that wasn't a good feeling. But, but now, uh, I'm not sure that it occurs to me that, that I'm in trouble. Sometimes I, I get in trouble um, from my bride for not doing what I said I would do right in that moment, <laughs> like just earlier today. Uh, as a matter of fact, like 35 minutes ago, she said, I'm mad at you. And I said, I'm going <laughs> to, why are you mad at me? And she said, because you're going to ruin our night tonight because you haven't done your podcast yet. And then you're going to have to do it later tonight. And that will, that will make our night not fun. Now she was joking. She was serious, because, but she was also joking. She often pretends, um, that she's mad at me and maybe somewhere deep down inside she, she's a little bit mad, but really she's just being funny. And so, um, yeah, so here I am and I'm, uh, I'm avoiding the trouble that I otherwise would have gotten from my bride for not having done, uh, what she, she, uh, she wanted me to do before the end of the night. And I hope that you can hear that I'm laughing about it because it really is actually funny. And this is the same way that I could have shown up for all the trouble in my life. I could have been lighthearted about it. I could have seen the simplicity of it. I could have said, oh, oh well, I'm going to get in trouble for not doing the podcast yet. Oh, well, let me go downstairs and I will just start talking and see what happens. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, the podcast will be done and I won't get in trouble. Now, I'm joking about that a little bit, but I'm not down here right now to try to avoid trouble. I'm down here right now because uh, it was so lighthearted the, the way that it happened. And when I say down here, I'm in the basement. So I ought to clarify what it means to be down here. So I'm in the basement doing this and uh, and she's upstairs. And, um, and I feel nothing uh, around this circumstance other than lighthearted and fun. And I hope that this is resonating with you. I hope that you're hearing something in your own life that feels heavy, that doesn't need to be. And I hope you're hearing that there's a way that you can see it from understanding, which is who you are, from clarity, which is who you are, from insight, which is who you are, that will have you experiencing that thing in a different way that now makes it easy and lighter. And then you'll get to do... Uh, you'll get to be creation and bring into being that which wasn't, and it won't feel like you're having to do something. It won't feel like you have to do the dishes or you have to clean the house, but rather that you want to, that you enjoy it, that you love it. It won't feel like you have to make a phone call, but rather that you want to, because you want to connect to that person, because why? You love them. And why do you love them? Well, because you're love. And when you're connected to love, what do you do? Love. And then it occurs to you from that good feeling to call people that you want to express love to or gratitude or whatever. So, uh, again, 
Our, our, our identities tend to make things seem really complex, really heavy, really difficult, and they get so practiced in it that it becomes our habitual way of living, and we find ourselves stuck in it for a long period of time, and then we, we develop things that make us sick to our stomach, like the fear of getting in trouble, and then, you know, just all sorts of things come along with that, and then we think something's wrong with us. It's not. Um, and the, the answer is so close, and the freedom is so close. It's just the distance of experiencing a connection to the truth of who you are and knowing that that is actually who you are. And then living from that place as much as you can. And then it makes life a fun, enjoyable, adventurous thing that we get to experience with each other. And our suffering goes way down which is the whole purpose of this podcast, is to help us suffer less. So thank you for joining me again today. Thank you to all of those who are in my life who, who contribute such great stories of understanding. And uh, thank you to those of you who reach out. Um, actually, there's a few of you that have reached out I haven't reached back out to yet. I need to, I'm going to do that um, tomorrow. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, I just really appreciate the opportunity to be a bit of a source, um, to help people suffer less, starting with myself and my family and those around me. And then all of those that, uh, that in some way are touched by, by what I do. I appreciate you for listening. Thank you. And until next time, have a great day. Bye for now.